to episode two of Button Mashing. It's the 12th of February. My name is James and joining me today is Carl. There he is. Hey. And we're going to be debating again the week in gaming news. We've highlighted a few things uh, that we thought were quite interesting to talk about. So we're going to be covering uh, Carl was right and South Park has been delayed. So if you watched episode one, uh, you'll see that Carl was predicting a delay for South Park. And days later, we got confirmation of that. So we're going to have a look into what that means and when we think we might see it. We're going to cover our impressions of the recent For Honor beta. So we've been playing that this week, uh, this weekend even. So we'll let you know what we thought. Um, we're going to talk about Xbox One backwards compatibility and a new game released this week for that. And then finally, uh, we're going to talk about retailers wanting to sell physical copies of uh, discs ahead of release, uh, which was something that came out this week uh, from retailers in America. Uh, so we're going to discuss what that means, what the article is all about, and what we think of that. Uh, so without further ado, let's get straight into it. Carl, I'm going to come to you first, and let's talk about your prediction from last week, which came true within a match of days. South Park has been delayed. What was it the next day that he got uh, might, might I can't remember. Been. I think it might have been the next day. It was certainly day. a couple of days. Uh, it was very, very close. Surprised me. But yeah, Ubisoft, uh, I'll just read the uh, the official think um during an earnings report today ubisoft said that the game is now scheduled to release in its next fiscal fiscal year ubisoft's fiscal year will run from april the 1st 2017 until march the 31st 2018 so that means we're not going to see south park until at least april which is just after quarter one when they said it was going to be the quarter so it one still wasn't could it? be as we mentioned in the last episode could be late by a day could all be a big sort of game and it could be out on the 1st of April. You said April Fool's Day was your prediction. Yeah, so it was, wasn't it? It would only that, just that sneak into good. that period if they got that right. I said it was going to be a summer release with no no yeah. sort of uh, science behind that at all, just a guess. So um, I think we're both surprised. We're not surprised, but surprised at how quickly the announcement came out after uh, you'd raised it on our first episode. Mm. Someone's like <laughs> that, that listened. listened, yeah. They heard us and thought, Jesus, <laughs> these two influential guys have just talked about this. We'd better come out and tell everybody. Yeah. No, I doubt, I doubt that's the case. Yeah, people are wondering <laughs> what's happening. I doubt that's the case. Give the people what they want. But we've got a 12-month window now, so it's not like they've narrowed it down at all. They've just said next fiscal year. could be ages away still. It could be yeah. could be Christmas, you know, um, or beyond. I'd hope... Yeah, I'd hope it's quarter two because I mean, if they said it's not going to be quarter one, then it could possibly be quarter two. So that could obviously still be it's April. cryptic, and it seems a bit strange yeah. to say the next fiscal year. You feel like if they were going to be sort of coming out soon with it, they might have said, as you've just said, then quarter two. They've said it is a bit weird because it kind of sounds like they might be delaying it by a uh, year. Some people might read that and think, "Oh my god, another year!" Well, it could, it could be up to a year, though, couldn't it? They're saying next fiscal year. That's not in any way specific. It could be ages away yet so it's a big one it's a shame and there's a lot of people who've been waiting for that when they showed it at e3 there was a lot of excitement it makes you wonder why that's been delayed what's uh what's wrong with it have they found some game breaking bugs is it not where they want it in terms of balance have they had some uh, some test games you know testers come in and play it and and they've not enjoyed it and there's been some interesting feedback i don't know it'd be interesting to see wouldn't it maybe it just doesn't play quite how they want it to or feel quite how they want it to It'd be nice if they were open with us and just said, you know, what the delay is, really. I don't see why they couldn't. Get that there. I mean, they never do, do they? They never come out and go, no, I know. yeah, it's not good at the moment, so we're going to put it back a year and make it better, because then that would be really yeah. damaging to the, the build-up and the hype for that game. 
So the only other thing I could think of was obviously the last season's not long finished. I think it's just it's been a couple of months, I think. Um, and it could be maybe they're adding content to do with that last season mm. or whether we're going to save that for a third game possibly. Or are they going to write some sort of crazy uh, episode for the next season where they somehow reference the game heavily and it becomes almost like a an advert for the game within an episode or something. I don't, I don't know. Maybe they'll do a Civil War episode. Well, the, the game... The game had a lot of um, sort of subtle little bits to obviously the other episodes. There's like things you'd open and there'd be pants from this episode or things from that episode. So they definitely reference one okay. another. So anyway, we won't dwell on that. Just wanted to say that you were right. Well done. Mini mm-hmm. round of applause. Thank you. For you. <laughs> and let's move on then to something we played um, not massive amounts. We've not sort of... Uh, soaked ourselves in the beta have we but we've played a few hours so for honor the public beta went live on friday we played a few Mm -hmm. hours on friday night and you've played a little bit more over the weekend um i haven't had a chance unfortunately but i thought it'd be a good chance to talk about what we thought of it because we'd said how excited we were for it in episode one and we obviously got the chance to play it this Mm -hmm. weekend it comes out on tuesday which is really really close to the beta um other than i would have to assume this game is finished and that this is purely about testing the server's capacity to manage um, bandwidth. Yeah, I think that's normally what they do with public betas, isn't it? It's a bit like um, when that steep one came out. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely, it's definitely testing, just, but it just makes yeah. you wonder. Oh, I mean, obviously, from a from a, an impressions perspective, what we've played is what you're likely to get on the 14th of, of February. You're not going to get a vastly different game. Hopefully, I, th- I get the impression anyway, the beta is all about just testing um, the servers, the matchmaking, all that sort of stuff which was probably the only disappointing yeah. part of the beta, but you expect that. Um, so first of mm. all then, what did you think? What were your first impressions after a few hours on the game? Uh, I liked it. I thought it was good. Obviously, I didn't know what the hell I was doing at first because it's, it's actually, I mean, you, you, you look at it and you think, okay, you just kind of, it's a bit like hack and slashy, but it's not in the slightest. You have to be really like focused and stuff um, and quite, quite quick to react and stuff um i liked it i thought it was good i thought the combat was interesting um the game modes uh leave a little bit to be desired i mean dominion's good but then you've got the one-on-ones and then the, the four-on-fours or the two-on-twos it's kind of a bit like well that's, that can get quite old quite fast and i'm hoping from what you're saying if the from the beta is um hopefully it's going to be more in the actual game i know there's a single player mm. element to it um if there's not more, then I can't see me picking it up at full price. Yeah. I'm hoping I'm going to pick it up at full price <laughs> there, at all, really. There, um, well, there are any more game modes multiplayer-wise. That's, that's the full width of the band. Uh, that's the full width of games and modes that you talked about. So one-on-one, two v two, four-on-four, and then Dominion. So for anyone who's never played it or mm. hasn't read about it, Dominion is effectively domination. If you're a Call of Duty player, yeah. um, you know it's it's a, ca- it's a kind of a capture. Uh, points on the map style gameplay where in uh, for honor's case you've got a flag a flag b flag c hold them tickets go up and then when your tickets are full it's an execution basically um your ability to respawn is gone once that thousand point point marker is, you know, is reached which was really cool i enjoyed it and dominion's different from 4v4 because you've got all the bots haven't you so as well as the four heroes yeah. on each team um there's loads of computer controlled 
fodder basically <laughs> that you can just go in and sort of hack around at. Although there were a few occasions when we played it where we jumped in and got roundly battered by them because there was just too many of them. So you have to be a little bit careful. Yeah, but I think that's when we were just uh, first yeah. started playing it, wasn't it? I mean, I, I, when I jumped on there Saturday, I, after I'd done a bit more of the tutorial, I was I was kicking butt, uh, especially on yeah, Dominion. So, I mean, that, that's another good point. So there's two tutorials in the in the beta that get you going. The first one just shows you the basics yeah. of sort of blocking and combat. And I thought the combat itself was quite interesting. You mentioned that it's not hack and slash. Uh, there are sort of... I think if you hack and slash, you'll, you'll be dead quite well, there's quickly. There's three, three buttons, isn't there? Four buttons? Four buttons required, or four inputs required to make an attack. You've got the lock-on. You've got... Yeah. You can you can attack without the lock-on. You've but, got yeah. lock-on. You've got the directional stance, effectively, haven't you? Your left, right, or up. Yes. In terms of where you're going to swing. Mm-hmm. So there's three three inputs, and then you've got your actual uh, input, haven't you? Either right bumper or right trigger, depending on the, um, yep. uh, sort of the weight of the attack you want to go with. And that was really interesting. I thought that worked really well. Um, took a little bit of getting used to, but then once you got into a battle with a hero and you weren't surrounded by the people, you could have some quite entertaining, uh, quite long-winded battles. You know, there were a few times when I certainly was playing yeah. where I was sort of parrying attacks and um, blocking a lot as someone was going mad at me. Then their stamina bar would run out, and then you go again. Yeah, yeah. And I found that really interesting. You're going to kill. Um, Ironically, if, if when their stamina ran out, if you just um, did the guard break, so if you pressed X or was it on the Xbox? Uh, not X. X on the Xbox. Square on the PS4. And it'll be square on the PS4. Um, you throw you, if their stamina runs out, you throw them to the ground. So you've got like an easy, easy few yeah. hits. So yeah, you have to manage it quite. I really like that. I thought that combat side made me. It made me feel like there'd be a little bit more to the game than just as you said, running in and having a go. I don't think it's a game that you could just yeah. be good at um, because you're good at other types of gameplay. You know, you do you very much no. need to have that skill. It's not like you could be good at Call of Duty and be good at that. It's yeah. completely so different. I thought that was really interesting. And I think, uh, all in all, I really enjoyed the gameplay. The couple of hours we played, as I mentioned, matchmaking pissed me off. <laughs> that didn't work well. There was a lot of breaking. But, yeah, well, that's the yeah, beta, I, I suspect so the volume of players on, that, on the beta. I'm going to say it would exceed what they'll have on the first few days, but actually it depends, doesn't it? Because just because it was free and it was open to anyone doesn't mean that it was necessarily yeah. well advertised or well well picked up. But I, they, they had a lot of numbers on there, I think. Um, the servers seemed to hold up okay. There were a few times when the game would pause for a moment as someone dropped out and you had to re-establish connections and things like that were a bit annoying. Yeah. And we did get kicked out of games a couple of times and we were playing in a party of three and we had troubles, I think it's fair to say. That, uh, I didn't have, I mean, for, for some of the footage that I gathered, I didn't have any trouble with getting kicked out or any reconnections or anything. It was it was quite smooth, and I did play for a couple of hours. Yeah. So for anyone who's watching the footage as we're doing this, if you're watching us on YouTube, um, you'll see Carl's uh, a few rounds on the beta and some of the things he was doing. So he's just said he was kicking, but you can watch and see if you believe that was true. <laughs> I didn't. I, oh, I didn't. I, didn't I, I edited it, so all of it wasn't me kicking butt. Because yeah, fair enough. I think that um, <laughs> graphics. What did you think? High level topic. What did you think? Good. I thought it was good. Good. I thought the visuals Very are good. nice. Um, certainly, the environments you were playing in were pretty cool. The only thing I would say yeah. is that there was only three maps in the beta. I'm hoping there's more in the full game. I did think they were fairly similar. They didn't feel vastly different. Um, 
Yeah, what, what was that? I think there was like a castle one, there was a bridge one, there was a cathedral. Was three, I think that was it, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, I can't remember if there was another one. Were, I can't remember. I don't think the cathedral was for in the different Dominion. modes. Dominion had three maps. Yeah. I don't know what they were. For the, we had a couple of goes in, in a couple of four on fours, didn't we? And they were slightly different maps again. Um, they were yeah, the, the, the brawl. Yeah, the brawls have got two different maps. I think there's a cathedral and there's one that's just like a little forest thing. I think um, that's obviously when there's a four on four. Um, and I think the jewels are just uh, based around the maps that are already in there, but you don't run around. You just well, you can run around, but it's just well one on one battle. I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was. I thought the graphics were good, and I thought that I'm a little concerned about the limitations on the maps. I hope there's more. Um, one of the things that I uh, wanted to do actually, Carl, I don't know if you've got the opportunity to pull it up while we're talking, um, is to have a look at the different versions because I know if you were going to buy it, there's the standard version. And there is a season pass, but I'd like to know what's in that season pass. Because if the season pass contains maps and warriors and stuff like that, I'm not I'm not sure how I feel about that because I would want those all to be part of any expansions that just come naturally and for free because I feel it'd be really divisive from the from the gaming audience. If it's just like digital crap like outfits and things like that, then I'm I'm fine avoiding the season pass altogether. But it would certainly impact my decision to buy, I think. Yeah, well, there's a deluxe edition at game. Um, you get three helmet crests, an execution mood effect. Yeah, well, I think the deluxe is usually just digital add on, isn't it? But I don't think there has been a season pass no, yet. There is definitely a season pass. I'll have a quick flick. I had a look on uh, on Amazon. I'll have a look. Uh, while I'm pulling that up, Carl, uh, what did you think of the factions? Because you're a big samurai fan. Uh, and obviously that was always going to be an interest for you, but what did you think of, of that? Uh, well, I, I unlocked the um, samurai guy, that's his, the hybrid, I think they called him, um, Orochi, and uh, I pretty much only, only played him, So, but they all looked really good, um, and I'll, I'd obviously play a lot more with the other factions, because obviously it doesn't matter what faction you choose at the beginning, you can play whoever you want. Um, you can even play them without unlocking them. You just can't customize yeah. them. Um, so you could literally play anyone without buying the the in-game currency, the people that you want. Um, but yeah, I, I thought they both very interesting. Okay, so um, just to interrupt you there, the there are three different versions. Standard, which is your forty-two pound. The mm-hmm. looks, which just seems to come with some extra skins. There's a gold edition, it's yeah, a bit yeah. like the division. Uh, no surprise, given the developer. Um, <laughs> so the gold edition comes with the season pass, and he says, "Let me just check." Yeah, um, and the season pass. I think. Uh, yeah. So how much was it? Let me just check. For God's sake, Amazon's website trying to select these things is a pain in the ass. Gold. Okay, so they're not even selling it now. It's, it was sixty nine ninety nine, I think, or 60-ish quid. They're not uh, even okay. selling it now, which Plus is interesting. The price. season pass, what was in it? Hmm, it's just a German bit. <laughs> a bit of text that's really useful. Thanks, Amazon. <laughs> um, let's see what it said. So there's a, a loose description in the gold edition of what's in that. Uh, let me just check. Okay, the ultimate uh, foreigner experience with the Gold Edition includes the game and the season pass, giving you access to all the major expansions, as well as additional additional digital content. The Gold Edition includes all the digital deluxe pack in game, 
the game itself, the season pass with all the major expansions and the digital content, the digital deluxe pack with the quests and the execution mood effect, and an exclusive emblem and a boost package. So it doesn't tell you what the what the, the season pass is going to be for. Let me see if there's anything else on Zinet that tells me about this. What do you think of the, the balance of those um, factions, Carl? So I know you only use one character, but I, I kind of dabble with a couple of the big Viking heavy hitters. Um, yeah. Okay. I think uh, I think they work quite well. Obviously, they all have the strengths and the weaknesses. Um, I wouldn't know that much about them because I only play one character. But I mean, I got killed by pretty much every other character that was in there. So I think it just depends on how well you play and how. Um, how focused you are in a way. Okay, so I'm just reading something here about the uh, season pass. So apologies for jumping around a bit. Eurogamer reported uh, a week or so ago that the season pass is going to take a leaf out of Rainbow Six Siege's uh, approach to DLC. So yeah. um, they're going to offer you a slew of free content updates, though the season pass holders will unlock the bonus goodies earlier and without having to put in the grunt work. Oh yes, I remember. So, um, I think yeah. Dave mentioned something about So the about developer this, didn't will add six yeah. new heroes to the third-person brawler, with two premiering at the start of each season. Anyone can unlock these new characters by spending the in-game currency known as steel. The season pass holders will get them at, at the off and a week before anyone else to boot. Additionally, season pass owners will receive six elite outfits for the new heroes, an exclusive sunbeam effect for emotes, three exclusive emblem outlines, three scavenger crates. Uh, that unlock additional gear and a 30-day champion status offering an XP boost. Those without a season pass will still get free maps, modes and gear that we rolled out over the course of three seasons, though the season pass owners will receive some of this content earlier than everybody else. So actually, I don't mind that because I don't want to buy the season pass. And it no, I wouldn't buy the season pass either for the, that. I found with, with other games I've bought season passes for in the past, uh, Division being one of them, um, Gears awarded it for a while <laughs> ago. They promised big, but they in, re- in reality didn't deliver that well. And if the game itself yeah. doesn't really do that well, and you've stopped playing it by the time the season pass drops, it doesn't normally draw me back in. No. So if they're going to give you it all for free, then when the season pass the season pass content drops, you can still go and play it and you can still tr- uh, play the new maps, you can look at what the cost of these new heroes is, and if you've enjoyed the game, you can either spend the money, or if you want to grind it out, you can grind them out. Oh, I think that's fair. That, that makes yeah. sense to me. I think that's a good approach, whereas like if you're that. really into it, and you really, really love the game, and you don't want to wait, and you want to get it all there and then, you can drop the money, and you can buy it. That seems fair to me. I actually like that approach. I don't feel like uh, if I was to buy the normal version, I'd be losing out. So I like that. Yeah. Okay. Me too. So I think all in all, we won't, we won't dwell on any more. <laughs> we already have on Frana. I think um, generally we both liked it. I don't think either of us have been swayed to pre-order. I certainly haven't. I have the funds on one side to purchase it if it reviews well, and that, that will be the driver for me. Yes. If, if it comes out with rave reviews and the, you know uh, people who've had much more time to play it than I have have really liked it and sunk hours and hours in and um, feel there's a, enough of a gain there, then I'm prepared to go out and buy it. But uh, I, I don't feel the beta's done enough to make me want to pre-order it right at this point. No. But brilliant. Okay. Excellent. So let's move on then, Carl, to one of your uh, additions to the uh, list of talking points this week. Uh, backwards compatibility and this week specifically GTA 4. 
Yep, so we've got a backwards compatibility for GTA 4, which is nearly 10 years old now. makes me feel proper. Uh, it was, yeah, it was released on the 29th of April 2008. Um, was the first GTA I actually completed. Uh, I think I got to the end of GTA 3, but I think it crashed on the PS2, and I think it corrupted my save file, so I couldn't start it all over again. Uh, I didn't want to because it was so long. Um, I do remember the so, yeah. end of that of GTA Three. I never got to, but I remember watching you play it. And I think it was the, or it might not have been the very end. It was the uh, sort of fly to the Vegas esque style casino world, and you had to go and infiltrate this casino or something. It might not have been quite the end, but I seem to have a vague memory of us doing that mission and it looking. Yeah, I think time. that was one of the later yeah. sort of ones. I think the end of it was the one thing I remember was being on this. Um, in the back of this fire truck and you're going to try and get to the front of it somehow um and it's sort of just careering around the city and stuff uh that's my last memory of it and i'm pretty sure that was towards the end um but yeah it's a long time ago now (laughs) so gta4 you completed i definitely didn't i I, gta4 is always one of those (laughs) games and i the same with gta5 i put a lot of hours into it but the single player i did about two or three hours and then i'm straight into multiplayer gta4 the single player, my memories are getting um, the lead character drunk and thinking that was really funny that it yes. blurred the screen and made Pine it more darts. funny. I remember the missions, was it Ballad of Gay Tony? That was quite yeah, cool. Yeah, that was the, the, the DLC that yeah. added the there was an, multiplayer. was mission early on in the single player before, I think when you meet Gay Tony and you, you try and you have to take him out on a date. I seem to remember that. Yeah, um, something like that. I can't remember. And the, been, the, the other DLC for that was the uh, the, um, bike, the, bikes, yeah. the biker gang, um, yeah, yeah. and then the other memories of that really are sort of messing with the the early form of what has become GTA Online, where you could jump in together and mm-hmm. play. And I think we kind of created our own little game mode, which then went on to be a formal game mode in GTA Five. Funnily enough, which was the steal a car, one person drives away, tries to go point to point, while the other person tries to take him out with whatever they want to, which normally required a sort of helicopter um, armed with yeah. rockets. And we used to do um, point to point on the map, didn't we? I had to try and get from one island, because it was three islands joined by bridges, wasn't it, in GTA 4? So to go from one island yeah. to uh, the third island without you catching me. I think I might have managed it once. More often than not, I ended up I in think, a fireball. Oh, I think it's probably once or twice. But um, I just remember how yeah. exciting that was, just bombing down those freeways in a sports it was, car. It was good fun. Watching you rip apart cars in front of me with missiles. That was... Um, Something I was really excited to see they put in GTA 5. I still feel those missions in GTA 5 are a little short. What I loved was the fact that we could take 20 minutes to try and get from point to point on GTA 4, whereas obviously yeah, they have yeah. to condense it into a, into a feasible game game mode. It's still fun. I still like it, and it's still probably my favourite. Oh, we, 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 yeah, we're still reenacting in, in GTA 5 that we've done quite yeah, often, oh, haven't GTA we? GTA 5, I can't think about the amount of hours I've sunk into that doing bugger all. Just love <laughs> that game. So yeah, GTA 4 is backwards compatible. Mm. Like you said, it's nearly 10 years old. I think um, the backwards compatibility library on Xbox now is pretty, pretty fantastic, really. You know, hey, it uh, is pretty good. on there now. You've got loads of games from EA that are supported. Most of the publishers that are sticking their big games on there now. There's not a great deal of the real big ones that you'd look for that are missing. Um, and it's just a, it's another reason if you're looking to buy a console and you you haven't yet gone Xbox or PS4, I think to lean Xbox if you've got an existing library of games. It's a shame they didn't have that yeah. at launch. I feel like this. I mean, I'm not a fanboy of either one. I'm, I, I bought Xbox this, this time around, but then bought PS4. We used to be you and me both used to be PS2 fanatics, and we went Xbox because of convenience and cost. 
I think it came out like yeah. a year before it, before the PS3. I think if the Xbox One had launched with that backwards compatibility, I do wonder if that that race would have been different because if you look at uh, the number of people who jumped ship from Xbox 360 and went to PS4 for their new console because yeah. of the gaming focus that the two marketing strategies had differently, um, I think if if I'd have had my Xbox 360 catalogue of games and I was looking to buy a new console and I could have took a chunk of those with me, that might have made that more appealing. And I wonder now, mm. with people who've got Xbox 360s who aren't the people like you and I who jump on these things early, would look at that and go, hey, that's a good investment. I can buy that. I can still play all these games that I've got from my previous console. Um, but I can also buy all these fantastic new ones. I think it's a, I think it's a good deal. Yeah. Plus you had the games of gold as well, which add the 360 games. So even if, it was, if there was something on the 360 that you never played, it's there. Like... like um, uh, the Force Unleashed that's coming up. I didn't play that on the yeah, 360. Yeah, you definitely need to play it. I'll I'll you'll like it. That. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, um, yeah, if you haven't got uh, GTA 4, you'll be able to get it on the store, I guess. If you have got it on disc, you can pop it in and play it, which is critical. Mm-hmm. Our last talking point this week, then, it'll be a short episode, uh, is this news article that came out this week. Um, I picked it up on IGN, but it's uh, it's been around on other, in, uh, other websites as well is that retailers uh, have come out this week and they're looking to try and push a system where you could buy physical copies of games ahead of time up to two to three weeks before release in order that you've got them pre-bought uh, to to preload effectively. So it's like preloading digitally, but you're sitting there with the disc ready and waiting for its actual launch date. So let me just read a couple of things I picked up from the article, which I thought were quite interesting. So according to this uh, this leak, uh, publishers are looking to let customers take home physical copies of games before the release date, having it remain locked until the launch. Um, they've struggled to find much interest, apparently, with the publishing community, which is pleasing. But the positives are cited, or these are hypothetical benefits to both consumers and retailers. The ability to immediately take home a physical disc could boost impulse sales. So I suppose you walk in, you see the pre-order, you think about it, you walk in and you can buy the disc and take it home ready, that's supposed to entice you. Maybe it would. Yeah. Uh, allowing retailers to sell physical copies of games before the official launch is effectively similar to digital pre-orders, which would unlock at midnight on a game's release. So they're saying that the pre-orders is the actual impetus for this. The reason being um, that, the, that currently pre-orders require retailers to make a longer event of a game's impending release. And uh, that they have to do that mm-hmm. in order to avoid the situation of customers cancelling their pre-orders. So the idea is if you take yeah. the physical disc home, you can't really cancel it very easily. You've got to take it back. And there could be a whole you know, process required and that makes it harder. Some of the logistics that were pointed out as being um, a possible downside of this are uh, the bandwidth and even benefits to retailers and the potential for piracy. So I guess you've got a physical disc in your hand and you know your way around these things. You could start cracking it, making copies, all that sort of stuff. What do you think? Would you do it? Um, potentially, if I seen something in there, maybe if it was a little bit cheaper than normal, uh, I'd pick it up. Yeah. Um, I, I could see the retailers getting behind it because I mean, sometimes they have these, especially for like Call of Duty and FIFA and things. I go, oh, let's we'll, we'll stay up until twelve o'clock, and you can come around and buy. It. Um, they won't have to pay the staff to do that anymore because people mm. can just come in and buy it anyway. Um. You won't have people queuing up at 24-hour Tesco's or anything like that to go and buy the game. They've already got it. Um, the piracy thing, I mean, 
I don't think you need a disc to be a pirate these days. You can just download it all off the internet. So I think that's a bit of a mute point, yeah. to be honest. Um, I don't see the, don't see any difference in doing it. I mean, I don't see any difference in it being uh, download this now to play when it's released as a no, digital I, download. I don't see it harming consumers particularly. Either. <clears throat> I don't think it's. I don't. I don't know if it would bother me. I don't think I'd be. A couple of days before release, I might think about it. I mean, I don't. I, I usually pre-order on the internet. I suppose, and thinking about it, and I'm just kind of going through the thought process in my head now, I do pre-order games so that I have them on the day of release. That guarantee. Yeah. Um, but I don't know if I need to have the disc in my house or whether I can wait till game or Amazon post it through my door. I don't, I'm not mm. sure if I need that. I guess within this modern day now with bandwidth, uh, so the bandwidth question, it's that probably comes from things like patching, doesn't it? And Yeah. I suppose the other issue is you'd have to have a connected console, which, again, you assume most people do now. If they've got a console, they're probably connected to the internet. But if you didn't, mm-hmm. how would you activate the game? You couldn't You couldn't trigger it, could you? So that, I, I don't know. It's a strange one for me. I don't really see the point. I don't see that it's necessary. Um, retailers don't make that much money on first-party uh, sales, do they? They, they do better off pre-owned. Um, the markup is huge yeah, on pre-owned. That's why they encourage it. They don't They don't uh, make much money at all off off. Um, selling you know brand new games so it's a it's a really an impetus are they going to drive sales are they going to make much money off this don't know i don't think it's a case of making money it might be a case of saving money like i said not having to pay staff till 12 o'clock for these releases yeah. sometimes maybe i suppose I you know. might capture a few people like, I, mean, I guess i'm thinking about myself as an example and i do buy a lot of stuff off the internet if they're trying to capture people like you or i who would normally just pre-order it and wait for it to get to drop through the letterbox i guess if i could get it two to three weeks before there'd be enough opportunity for me to be out and about in, in your local town to pop into a store and go, oh, I'll buy that. Whereas yeah. whereas maybe I wouldn't then digitally, uh, sorry, online pre-order it. Maybe I would just walk in and pre-buy it. So I guess they might get a little bit more yeah. in sales. It's money straight in their pocket as well. And <clears> I guess like they were saying, they don't have to wait and take that risk that someone might cancel or get a better price somewhere else. That's a possible issue, actually, which I'm just thinking about, is that as the consumer, let's say you go into game and you pay £50 for it, because you impulse buy it, yeah. then you get home and find that Amazon was selling it for forty-two, or whatever. Yeah, you spent eight pound more than you needed to. Do you take that disc back and have the hassle of having to return to the local town wherever your shop is if you don't just work around the corner or whatever? To then have to then mm. pre-order it, would you, you know you don't get the benefit. Amazon do that thing, don't they? Where uh, if the price drops, even right up to release day, as long as you've pre-ordered, you get that benefit yeah. of that price drop. And I've certainly seen that. I had it on my Xbox One S. I pre-ordered that, and it dropped, I think, 20-odd quid before it actually came out from the point I'd pre-ordered it. Um, yeah. So maybe that's something to think about. But uh, It's an interesting concept. Um, I don't see a reason why not. I mean, if, if anything, just to cover a base for the, the yeah. retailers. Yeah, and I suppose it's, they're probably aiming for people who are not you or I. Um, a Christmas, yeah. I guess birthdays and Christmas is another interesting one. I've actually got a birthday coming up in a few weeks. That typically, as as per normal, there's a couple of things I wouldn't mind for my birthday that come out just after. So for uh, mm-hmm. Horizon Zero Dawn, is is out three or four days after my birthday. If you, as the person buying gifts, could buy that game, wrap it up and hand it to that person, even though it doesn't become active for four or five days, it's I suppose yeah. it's an easy way to give that physical gift rather than oh yeah I'll pre-order it for you and you'll get your birthday present three days later. Yeah, here's yeah, the receipt for it. Maybe that's a benefit. Okay, yeah. <clears throat> well, let's not dwell. Let's not go on any more than we need to. We've kept, um, 
my view was waiting long enough. Thank you for tuning into this episode. If you have any thoughts or comments on anything we've discussed, if you played the Forona beta and want to let us know what you thought, please get in touch. You can tweet us at BossBattleNet or you can email us at BossBattleNetwork at gmail.com. Uh, hopefully you picked this up on one of your podcasting services or via YouTube. If you didn't or you didn't know it was on the other of those platforms, please check us out there. And uh, yeah, keep tuning in, subscribe, leave reviews, let us know what you think and get in touch if you want to. Thanks very much for your time. Hope to see you on episode three. Goodbye. Bye.